Hey everyone, Pratiti Pathak here. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama, where we talk about real life experiences, the challenges and the obstacles. Sometimes we use them to block ourselves. Sometimes we use them to grow and evolve. Here's what I wanna say. Obstacles are not the things blocking our path. Obstacles are the path. So in other words, we have to grow through what we go through. So join me as we have some amazing conversations with some amazing guests. Today, my guest is Rob Ellinger. He is a audio producer with PodMax on Air Brands. Welcome, Robert. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show today. You're very welcome. Thank you for being on here. So good to have you. So you've been working with PodMax for a couple months now? Yeah. Yeah. Eric brought me on to the team about a couple months ago, and um, we've been working really well together. Yeah, they're a great group of guys. So what have so you, you actually went to school for um, audio technology and production, though, before that, you were managing an auto repair shop. Yep, that is correct. So that uh, came from my brother in law, he is um, married to my sister. And right out of high school, it was um like I was on, we were, I had my high school graduation and we went out to dinner to celebrate. And we, uh, he talked to me about getting a job at his auto repair shop, Midas. He owns a couple in the area. And uh, yeah, ever since then, since like I was 17 years old, I was working for him, started, uh, you know, sweeping the floors, doing inventory, some basic things right out of high school. And then eventually I was uh, just moved up to manager positions one you know one step at a time and managed a car shop for like five after a couple years I was managing a full car shop for like five years wow were you doing any of the work no I was not a technician (laughs) (laughs) so you were just running the shop at a very young age that's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. did you take any kind of business classes or something in school that led you there yeah, so after high school, I did go to, I did take some classes at Monco for business. Um, that's kind of where I was flip-flopping in my degree with sound recording technology and business. Turns out I didn't really like the business aspect of it. Uh, so yeah, but I, I took a couple of business courses, but I wasn't well-versed in business beforehand. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I am not so audio and tech savvy, so I'll probably be needing some of your help later. <laughs> um, what does that involve? Like, what would what would somebody be interested in? What would you be wanting to do to go in that direction? What does that actually, like, coming out of, what is the degree or what is the classes that you're taking to? Yeah, to so... Audio, so sound recording technology is the the degree I got at Monco, and it entails all aspects of audio production. So recording or conceptualizing, recording, uh, manipulating audio in various degrees, whether it be for podcasts or music production, you know, vid, uh, video music production um, for movies and things like that. So it's a, it's a it's a very vague degree but it applies to basically anything that involves with the manipulation and production of audio okay so when you say manipulation are you talking about like editing it yeah editing um making it sound good using software to to make to take out any discrepancies and things like that so 
like at my at my college, the uh, first one of the first projects we had in in one of the introduction classes was they gave us a Martin Luther King speech, and they basically just gave us the audio and said and and said, hey, you know, mess with it, chop up the speech, rearrange the words, do whatever you want with it, and that kind of helped us get. Uh, situated with how to use the software, the various techniques of editing speech, because they felt, and I love the program there, because they felt that editing speech was integral to, you know, the whole production of audio, because speech, everybody speaks, obviously, so the majority of people will be able to hear a discrepancy in speech if done incorrectly. So I appreciate that they taught us that first because um, it's uh, like if you have if you edit like a guitar part um, incorrectly, it might not be as noticeable as editing a speech incorrectly. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so actually, um, if you listen to the beginning of my introduction, it is actually my son playing the guitar was a piece that he wrote and performed at my cousin's um, reception, wedding reception. And it took me forever to try to figure out how to convert it into the right files and everything to put it in the background. Though what I noticed is when I first edited it and added it to the background, I was able to, um, you know, edit the volume, you know, decide what I wanted the volume to be um, according to the, the volume of my voice. And mm-hmm. when I did that, I it sounded perfect to me. But then when I downloaded it and exported it out of the actual file, I used Audacity. And what I noticed is it sounded lower than what I what it sounded like in that program. So once it mm-hmm. converted, it changed. So any advice on something like that for people who are out there doing it? Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is, and in my experience too, is trial and error. So don't feel down if if you didn't get it right the first time or the first couple of times, because I had that same experience with many productions that I've done even now. Um, like I'll, a lot of audio engineer guys, uh, they they worship the the good old car test. So they'll you know when they're producing a song or anything, they'll uh, when they export it out of their software, they bring it right into the car, listen it, see how it you know sounds like in the car. So, and you know it, I've had that experience too, where it'll sound great um, on in my speakers and my software, and then I'll export it to the car. Or I'll export it, listen into it in the car, and it's like, oh God, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah, I had that same experience. I believe a lot of it is trial and error. Yeah, and I agree. Getting I the think, file formats correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't look at it as, oh gosh, it all went wrong. I'm just like, oh okay, <laughs> well I'll have to change that next time. But um, so that is really good. Is there is there uh, a particular area that you like? I know right now you're doing Pod Max. Um, what what part like what are you doing for them is it their live events is it recordings are you doing their podcasts and yeah, what so do you like better <laughs> i um i do a i produce their weekly podcast every month or wednesday for on air brands and pod max 
the uh, PubMax one at 11 a.m. and the Onay Brands at 12 p.m. every Wednesday. And it's um, it's pretty fun. That's like a production aspect where, you know, I help them set up the microphones and get them sounding situated and sounding good. And then there's like a, um, we, I handle the overlays for it and, um, you know, the switching, managing the chat. And that's pretty fun. I enjoy that. Um, they also have me editing some of the podcasts, whether it's like a client through Podmas, Podmax, or I also do Eric and Josh's personal podcasts. And that entails like editing and, and processing their audio to make it sound good. Um, I like that, that, that aspect a little bit more. Okay. The live, the live aspect is, is awesome. It has its own challenges because it's completely live and you can't yeah. mess up on, you know, on the spot, yeah. but, um, I There's like no editing that. <laughs> yeah. So I like having more control, I guess, when it comes to the editing process and uh, there's more creativity. I mean, there is creativity with the live aspect too, but I enjoy the, the in-house, like on the, in the software aspect of it. That's awesome. So I love what you're doing. Um, I'd love to learn more from you for sure. Uh, what is the reason that you ended up going towards this? Is this something that you've always really loved or take us back to kind of like your childhood growing up? What it is, you know, what were you envisioning then? Because there was a, you know, there was a time where this really didn't exist. Yeah. So when I was really young, I, um, I was always interested in music. I was like, when I was like a really young kid, I like, you know, five to 10 years old, I was like, I, I like would sing along to songs in the radio. Um, I liked country a lot for some reason. <laughs> and um, the just throughout my whole life, just music, music, music. And my sister was really music oriented too. She's eight years older than me. So she's, you know, a little ahead of me, but I would, uh, like as young as I could remember, I would have this like, you know, little toy drum set thing, like little like drum, you know, kid drum thing. And she'd be playing Green Day and like Blink-182 on the guitar in her room. And I would walk in and, you know, kind of kind of drum along. And I thought that was like, I always looked up to her musically and she kind of inspired me with like a lot of my beginning my first tastes of music were through her when it comes to like punk rock and all that stuff. So basically the music aspect and being, I just want to be surrounded by music and then the love for audio came in along with that. And that's kind of what developed my interest in audio production. That's awesome. So she is also a musician. Does she, does she play guitar? That's what you're saying? Yeah, she did for a while. Uh, as she grew older, you know, she has um, she has a kid. She's about to have another one. So um, she's unfortunately not as we kind of swapped <laughs> as she grew up. Now I, I'm the more of a musician, but she she also sung. She's really good at singing. I'm sure she still is, but unfortunately, she hasn't been able to get in to practice much of it. But maybe someday we'll get the uh, the sibling band, band back, back together. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Yeah, maybe you could still do that. Definitely, you have time to do that. You guys uh, can form a rock band later. Maybe incorporate some <laughs> <of> kids. <laughs> are Absolutely. you? Are you? Um, are you still playing in a band? And and is is the drums your thing or guitar? Which which one is your? Yeah. So I've been in bands uh, ever since high school, and the 
when I was in high school, that's like where I really sparked my interest in audio production because we would have one of our friends produce our, our album or whatever. And I would watch him do it like as we're recording and he would record us and I would see him, you know, working in the software and that fascinated me. So that's where it like really began. I play guitar uh, currently right now in a uh, progressive death metal band. Wow. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy the, the live aspect of heavy metal and the challenges that come along with it. So yeah, I've been playing guitar for like about a decade now, I believe. I lost count, to be honest. That's awesome. So you've been playing guitar. So you're still in a band. You're doing the audio. Um, mm-hmm. What has gone on for you in um, growing up? Is that always been pretty easy for you to just get through school and any challenges <laughs> along as far the way? As, <laughs> well, for, for the school aspect, um, throughout high school, I wasn't like too involved with like extracurricular activities um i'm pretty slow with learning like i learn at my own pace (laughs) so as far as like challenges um i guess like i was never like an a plus student i was never like you know dropping f's everywhere i was usually like a b c student so i i held my own in high school um but yeah learning at my own pace was a little difficult sometimes um just certain environment like class environments where the teacher would go like so fast and everything would just go over my head and I'd be like wait wait so that was one of the things I really learned especially when I went into college is like I have to ask questions a lot more because I didn't do that in high school and it that kind of set me back a little bit because I would let you know the lesson go by and I would just not ask any questions because I didn't, I mean, you know, it depends on the teacher too, but I didn't realize that I could raise my hand and be like, Hey, hold on, you know, because at, I guess some aspect too, I thought like maybe at the time I didn't want to hold the whole class up, you know, and like embarrass myself. So that's what I learned in high school. Definitely. I was way more shy than I am now, I believe. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like antisocial, but I wasn't like, like I wasn't like super popular. So I just didn't really like mingle with a lot of people. I had my own little friends group, um, but we were like, you know, the emo kids, we would have our own like little corner, we would hang out, but. Um, wait, yeah, wait, I, I, feel so, I feel so out of date here. What is emo <laughs> kids? <laughs> yeah. So like, like, just like the, uh, like the rocker kids, you know, like we would, we would wear skinny jeans and we'd have long black hair, um, you know, piercings and all that stuff. So we were kind of like, you know, I kind of just went to school, went home, did my own thing. Uh, I wasn't super popular. I wasn't like, you know, like everybody kind of knew me and I was kind of cool with everybody, but it wasn't like, it was more of the learning aspect for me, like the main challenges in high school. Um, I had a lot of acne. <laughs> Okay. When I when I was when I was like, I guess uh, sophomore into senior of high school, I had the worst acne ever, and I think that kind of diminished my self confidence a lot. Mm. Um, because it was it was like really bad, like cysts and like that kind of stuff. Wow. So, I you know there was times where I thought like 
how could I ever like, <laughs> you know, will I ever not have this? Will I ever like, will I just have this, like these craters on my face forever? Like it felt like it was like never going to end kind of thing. But luckily I got out of that. They, um, I tried like everything in the books, you know, um, what was it? The, like the, the skin products, you know, all those yeah, the ones that are always on the, there's something I've, a pro pro or, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, so I know long, exactly I forget, what you're talking about because I had bought it for my niece at one point because she was mm. having some acne as well on her forehead, but was it all over your face or was it in a certain area? It was all over my face. I've also have it all over my back. Um, it was really bad. And, uh, I still have like scars on my back from it. Luckily none on my face at like as bad as my back, but the thing that really solved it was this, um, at the time it was just coming out of being an experimental drug. It's called Accutane. And I took that and we had to monitor my, I had to take blood every month because it was like, some of the side effects were like liver failure and all this like wow. crap. So who knows, maybe when I'm older, something, God forbid something might happen, but I doubt it. I feel great, but it, it worked like a miracle. I mean, my face, um, you know, it cleared up after like, you know, within a year, it's just all gone. Did you have any so. scars? Do you have any scars? On my back, I have scars. Um, I know, on your face. Usually my facial, I grew a facial hair quickly now, but usually like, like around like the, this area, my neck, my upper neck kind of, mm-hmm. kind of has it, but it's like, I'm, I'm happy with myself now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost a miracle. Wow. And so did that you, I mean, I know you said it, it, it kind of affected your uh, self-confidence. Did you feel like you weren't fitting in or were you, you know, did you pick up any bad habits through that or well, had, did it change anything for you? Yeah, it was it was just kind of embarrassing for the most part. Like I remember one time we were like playing basketball in the gym and I would like kind of like scratch my face out of like, you know, just because it was itchy. And then I would look at my hand, it was like all blood. And I was like, what the hell? And like, you know, I was like afraid, like, oh my God, did I touch the basketball? Did I get blood and like people notice me? And it's like, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of thing was like embarrassing a lot um in high school but not not like necessarily you know I was just not as confident with myself with especially like with the ladies and stuff in in high school but as as it cleared up and as I really started to love myself it or began to love myself it kind of resolved itself thankfully yes thank you I'm I'm glad that you it's nice to hear you say that you loved yourself because I don't hear that too often with people where they actually feel like they love themselves. Um, even, especially when you go through things that can be embarrassing. Um, did you ever, um, pick up any bad habits along the way through school that, yeah. So, um, I did smoke in high school. I smoked cigarettes for about four years. Mm. Um, it was more of a social smoker. We would like, you know, hang out the mall and we would go to shows and we would, whenever I would be with my friends, I would like smoke a lot of cigarettes. Um, like if I was at home, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't like go outside to smoke, but when I was with friends, I was definitely a social smoker. So that was, um, I feel like that was like the first real vice that I developed. 
as a kid, as, as high schooler. Um, oh yeah, eventually they, <laughs> they, um, I mean, I would come home smelling like cigarettes. So yeah. yeah, they found out. I remember one time I, uh, and that was another thing, like everyone would smoke all the time. So it was like, when we were like hanging out with each other, it's like one after another and it's like, all right, yeah. And then they, you know, um, I don't know. I don't remember if it was more of just, it was a combination of a vice and fitting in with the friends. And it's like, I remember one time I smoked so much and I got like, I don't think I, I might've got like nicotine poisoning or whatever it is. Cause like I came home and I was like, I felt the crappiest I ever felt before. Like, like I was about to pass out. I felt super sick just from, you know, smoking like half a pack and, you know, one sitting or whatever. And I just remember like my parents, like sitting in the room and I like sat, lay down on the couch near them and they're like, you all right. I'm just like sitting there like, ah, oh. <laughs> so did you, did you tell them, did you tell them why you weren't feeling well? Mm, kind of not really. Probably not. They, they must, they must've, yeah, I didn't really like mention about it because I mean, my mom smoked too for, a, for a long time. So, but they, they had to know, obviously if they smelled me, yeah. um, but yeah, that was definitely like my first vice ever at that time. And in and the how college, old I, you? How old you? I was sophomore of high school into, so I was like 16 in yeah. 16 to 19 or whatever. I, I, I quit smoking after four years and I moved on to vaping, which okay. was <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Cause like I, at the time that was like when I don't know if you remember blue cigarettes. They're like the first vapes. It was like a small, like it was the shape of a cigarette. Okay. It's kind of the same size of, mm -hmm. as of uh, jewels. If you know what jewels are, they're like the, the really popular vape now um, amongst high school kids. Okay. But <laughs> so basically I started vaping when it was becoming really like popular and it, it was originally supposed to be something to help me to stop smoking cigarettes. And then it became a whole nother thing. It became a whole nother vice. Um, it became a replacement for the cigarette, didn't it? Basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it got to a point where I was like, holy crap, I'm smoking just as much nicotine as I would cigarettes. Yeah. This is not helping me. <laughs> That's what I thought is people originally started vaping because they were like, oh, this will help me get off of the cigarette. But instead, they just replaced the cigarette with the vape. Yeah. Once once they knew the market for it, these companies, it is kind of evil. I mean, it is it evil. tastes better, doesn't it? Because they have different flavors or something. So it mm -hmm. makes it like, oh, now I have a really good tasting cigarette. It's pretty. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the that's the scary thing. And I think yeah. not, like just in the past couple of years, they got rid of that. The they mandated that all these you know fruity pebble fla flavors have to be off the market because it was almost like back in the day when the cigarette cigarette companies would have these commercials of like the camel, the cartoon camel, and it was almost like they had to ban those because it was like okay, it pretty much speaking cartoons look. Yeah, it was like speaking to kids and advertising yeah. to kids. And that's how they, that's how these vape companies with these flavors. Well, I've just, never been, I mean, I, I did, I picked up smoking at a very young age, trying to fit in with, you know, kids that I felt like I wasn't fitting in with. And mm -hmm. when, and through that, I ended up smoking <clears throat> probably for about 30 years. So I quit smoking like seven years ago and the vape was already out at that point, though I've never been a 
a fan of the vape just because there was just this ridiculous amount of smoke that would come out. It just looked like you were smoking mm. pot instead. So it was just like, no, I don't want to be smoking a vape, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to replace yeah, my cigarette with a vape, but that's how it started for me. Like the blue cigarettes were weak. They were like, you know, it, it was like a little puff and, um, then, yeah, then I, that's when I got into the the more powerful vapes and there it was like chucking clouds. Like it was it was actually like a like a a trend for a while where it was like who could chuck the the largest clouds, who had the best, you know, vape mod and, and oh, really? set up. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was intense. And that's where I like decided I, I like I'm spending more. I'm spending almost more money than I would be on cigarettes. I mean, it's just as bad for my health. I mean, it's a little better, especially for the people around me, but at the same time, nothing besides yeah. God's green air should be going to your lungs. Yeah. And right? did that lead to anything else after that? Smoking? Did it lead to anything yeah. more than smoking vapes? So after I quit vaping, so I think it was like a year and a half of vaping. And then after that, I quit vaping. But the thing that helped me quit vaping was marijuana. Yeah, so you never smoking one product to another. Uh huh. Yeah, I I never really. I mean, yeah, I just hopped between them pretty much. Like, just that's. I guess that's one life lesson for me is um, not is trying to replace bad habits with good habits, and not bad habits with other bad habits that seem less bad but turn out to be just as bad. Because yeah, because the I mean marijuana was like it it helped me at first but then I attached myself to it like when I was vaping I, I did dabble in it marijuana but it wasn't like how it like turned into because when, once I quit vaping then that that was my new vice and it it was like four years of that and actually just recently um since it's April, it's been almost a year since I've ever touched marijuana. So okay. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I just decided to like, I didn't want it to define myself. Were I you mean, some of my, a lot? yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> way too much. Yeah. And, See, the and then the difference between that and the cigarette, of course, you know, cigarettes have it, you know, have the health issue, not that mm -hmm. marijuana doesn't, but marijuana is also altering you. Did it like, you know, is it something that made you tired? Did it make you more productive? Did it, people are like, oh, it makes me so much more creative. But mm -hmm. um, how was it affecting you? Were you smoking it? Like when you say a lot, was it like an all day thing? What, you know, how was yeah, it so you? At first I was doing it for, you know, social, like with, with friends. And then I was, you know, it helped, it helped me be more creative and it, it didn't really like make me tired. But once I started doing it all the time, it would, you know, I would be high like most of the day. And I did not like how eventually I decided I did not like how that was just what defined me. And I didn't, I didn't like how it defined me. And yeah, I became like just less productive after a while because it was all the time. Yeah. So, Yeah. So you, you decided to stop and it's been over a year. And so were you smoking, I guess, through um, college? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. And did, like, were you going to parties? Were you drinking? Were you doing all of the same things? Or it's, I guess, community college, it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. And my, my, uh, my attitude towards schooling kind of carried over into college where since it was community college, I was able to just go to class, do my thing and then leave. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't really like, I wouldn't really go to college parties, but I would go to concerts. I would smoke before the concert. We might have band part like parties with bands and stuff. So yeah, I did. I was never too much of a drinker though. I never drink really too much. Um, that's definitely was, a good like, thing. <laughs> That's was, definitely a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, luckily I never really gravitated toward alcohol. Um, I think I've only been drunk like a couple times in my life, like wow. to the point where I was, where I would like, you know, not be able to compose myself. So, um, you know, I would, you know, I'll have like, oh, I like wine with like with meals and stuff, but it's not like um, I never had the enjoyment of drinking to get drunk. So yeah, parties, weed was definitely my, my go-to um, throughout college. And um, I, luckily I don't really think it affected my schooling, but at the same time, I could have done, I think maybe I could have done a lot more. Yeah. How are your, um, how was your um, family? I know you said you have a sister that's eight years older to you. Is it just the two mm -hmm. of you? Yeah, it's just the two of us. Um, my sister and I get along really well. Um, we've had a really normal childhood. Luckily, I'm very grateful for my parents because they treated us extremely well. Um, I mean, it's been a very normal life for me as far as the family. You know, we my both sides of my family are pretty close. And uh, nowadays, we don't really talk to each other that much. Um, the only thing I would say that throughout like, you know, the past like five, 10 years is uh, as we grew older, you know, my sister has her own political views and my parents have their political views and they're both different. <laughs> and I was always kind of just like in the middle of it. And I feel like sometimes when we get together, we, they argue about it. And I think that might sometimes get in the way of our family time <laughs> yeah yeah it um, like I I would see myself as a moderate I, I don't really like to get too much into political things but I try to see the best of both worlds you know I I agree with things on both sides and the I think biggest that's thing yeah, yeah overall I mean it's you know you can choose your side or whatever but I think the worst thing is like my I have a distaste for how politics just divides people and it, it doesn't seem like it, it seems like it's gotten to a point where people just butt heads and don't try to solve the issues that are, you know, happening. Yeah. Like I if, see that people have like given up their relationships with, like you yeah. said, like with family members, like if you're not on my side, you're not, you're not with me, you're against me. And yeah. that's, that's been a, a real eye opener because uh, for, number one, I can't agree with any one solid side. I'm a human being. I have my own individual thoughts. There are certain things I agree about this. There's certain things I agree about this. I'm super liberal about some things. I'm a little more conservative about other things. So Absolutely. That, that for me, I just want to be my own human being. I don't, I don't necessarily need to fit in with any particular group. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm certainly not going to argue with anybody else. I respect everybody for feeling the way that they want to feel about 
a political party. (laughs) Yeah. Not the thing I want to argue with anybody about. Yeah. Like I feel like nowadays it's like, that's just what defines like most people, like a lot of people who weren't normally politically activated due to what's happening in the climate nowadays. It's like, I feel like everyone's like politically activated and it's just so overwhelming for me because it's like, like, I don't want to talk about politics. I just want to, you know, love everybody or I try to. And it's, I just hate how it divides people. It's, I agree. I agree. And as a matter of fact, um, I don't, I actually don't think about politics at all. Like when anybody starts talking about it, you're like, yeah, I don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, we don't talk about that here, you know, because a lot of, yeah, zero upside to it a lot of the times it's just a back and forth and um these these talking points that that are just have been around for decades it's like we're still talking like this is still an issue like we're, why yeah. why haven't we figured this out yet why haven't because like- we're not going to we're not going to mm-hmm. because because the, the the what i see is we don't want to yeah if no, we that, wanted absolutely. to figure it out it would be figured out because like you said they're the same exact issues why are we debating over this same exact thing? So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. if this person gets elected, now we do it this way. If this person gets elected, now we, you know, abortion is real. Now it's not. Now it's like, it's the same thing. So why mm-hmm. aren't we uh, um, deciding on this as a country or, or whatever? But um, to be honest, uh, I don't divide myself against anybody on any particular issue because we're all human beings and we all have the right to think about things in whatever way we want to. If that's working for us, I certainly would never end a relationship, but I see that even happening in business where people don't want to work with a a certain client or people like, I mean, real estate, people want to move out of this political state into Mm -hmm. another political state. I'm like, really? That's fascinating. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty amazing. I love everything you're doing out there. Um, is there any advice that you would give to your younger self? And you're so young. I mean, just go back a few years. <laughs> is there any solid advice that you would give to yourself? Is there something that you've been enlightened with today that you would want to change? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I would say to my younger self would be, um, like, since I was younger, when at that point I would, I was flip-flopping between those degrees. Like I told you earlier, the, you know, at first I was doing the audio, the sound recording technology, but then I was doing the car, uh, managing the car shops. I was doing, you know, then that's when I flipped over into the business degree. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I flipped back to the audio degree and it was that, that cost me a couple of years. So the first thing I would say to myself is um, stick to your heart, stick to it, you know, that initial thing that you, you know, like the audio engineering and stuff and the music, take the risk and don't worry about the unknown because it's going to work out, which it looks like it's working out for me. And I'm very glad it is. And um, yeah, just that would be the main thing. Yeah. Just to love I yourself love and, and just go for it. Yeah. Sticking to your heart, you know, um, when so many times we, have a passion inside of us, but then all of a sudden we're like, oh, is that too much of a risk? Should I just Mm -hmm. do the safe thing? And of course, you know, there's definitely no downside for anybody taking business because that's going to help you no matter what you're doing. So you definitely didn't waste any time there, but I love that you 
went back to your passion and that it's working out for you. Is there anybody who's been like a number one supporter for you in your life? Anybody been your biggest cheerleader? Yeah, well, uh, definitely my parents. They've always supported me for like what I wanted to do. They weren't like super against any uh, anything like, I mean, you know, my dad wanted me to play sports when I was younger and I kind of did, but then I found guitar, <laughs> which <laughs> replaced it. So, but at the end of the day, they were always supportive of me. So I absolutely, they would be like number one, um, my sister and my brother-in-law, Brian, my sister, Chrissy, and my brother-in-law, Brian, um, absolute, like just pure role models. And Brian has done so much for me in the past, you know, since high school with giving me the job at Midas and even giving me the job at, at PodMax. So I can't, you know, go without saying his name because he, Brian helped me with pretty much most of my career and helped me grow as a person. Because like I said, I was shy when I was younger. And I remember when we, when we were celebrating my high school graduation and he was telling me about this job at Midas, um, I was shy. Yeah, he, he, I was so shy that he told me like, okay, you want to, um, you know, be able to talk to people in the car shop and stuff, uh, ask the waitress for, for the ketchup over there. Like it was something so simple and something like that might sound to some people. It's like, just ask for the ketchup. And to me, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person, like blah, blah. Yes. And yeah, it was just like, I, 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 I did it. And it, you know, to me, for some reason it petrified me, but after it was, wasn't so big of a deal. And, you know, after working at Midas for so long, I, you know, talked to customers all the time and I became, I was able to have repertoire with people. And then I found myself just having conversations with random people in the grocery market. So that, you know, that really helped me grow as a person. So I can't not mention him. I love it. I think that's amazing because we do, we do discount how um, simple little things like that, like just ask the waitress for some ketchup, how that just starts uh, opening you up for mm -hmm. more and more conversation. And now here you are guesting on a podcast. And this is your very first time guesting on a podcast. Yes, it is. It's yeah. an honor uh, to be the first with you. That is amazing. Um, so is, you know, are you ever thinking about starting your own business with the audio production ever, or is that something that might be a thought down the line? Yeah. So I actually have my own, um, like my own name for the production, my own audio production business. It's not uh, solidified. Um, but we've been kind of dabbling. That's like kind of what I go under when I produce bands. So it's called Rad Studios, R.A.D. And it stands for Rob's Audio Design and Studios. So that's where um, I will, you know, eventually I'm going to do the file for the LLC or whatever and get everything situated like on paper. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have plans for the future for that. It's not going to be super expansive, but it's definitely going to be the where that part of my life resides is the audio production for like for musicians in my local area. Sounds amazing. I will definitely put any links for you below in the show notes. And um, if, if anybody wants to connect with you, are you can, can they jump onto a social media platform? Where are you out there? Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, uh, Facebook. You, know, you can find me with my, my name, Rob Ellinger. <laughs> um, and 
on i also live stream on twitch so i'm really into video games so i do live streaming i just started like a couple months ago as well so that is um i'll leave we can do a link to at the bottom but that's philadelphia underscore gaming which is the the twitch hand or yeah the twitch handle um so twitch.tv slash philadelphia underscore gaming i live stream almost every other night wow so that's um yeah that's been a recent uh thing of mine i'm gonna i do gaming i also do music stuff so it's pretty fun you're doing so much. I love it, Rob. You're doing amazing out there. Um, I, if anybody wants a role model, here he is. He's, uh, he's doing all the things out there. And thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. Thanks, Pratiti. You're so kind. I really appreciate all the kind words. <laughs> and I really appreciate you having me on the show. Glad I was the first to have you opening up your voice and speaking to the world. Thanks, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unpacking Brain Drama Podcast. You'll find links for all the things mentioned below in the show notes. And it would be incredibly awesome if you would take a quick moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you'd like to be considered as a guest on our podcast, be sure to go to www.resultsbydesigncoaching.com for a free 30-minute coaching session. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.